Hello and welcome to the Queen Core Podcast. I am your host, Carolyn King. With the rise in spirituality in an unstable world, there's a new focus on a power known as the Divine Feminine, Goddess and Queen energies, especially on social media. Hashtag Queen. People are connecting in with the confidence and the power that this stands for, which is often at odds with the world that we live in. However, this queen energy is not just for the ladies. It's not about gender identity or biological sex, but ancient empowering energies that predate language itself. It's both strong and vulnerable all at once. So by exploring this rise in the so-called Insta goddess, we discuss how this impacts on music industry professionals and their lives. Let's welcome the goddess in. This week's guest is Norwegian songstress Aurora. She is a triple threat, a singer, songwriter and producer who's racked up a whopping 2.5 billion streams online. Her track Runaway, which she wrote at 12 years old, would inspire another 12-year-old, Billie Eilish, to make her own music. She's racked up 2 million followers on Instagram and 3 million on TikTok. So let's meet Aurora and welcome the goddess in. Something that I absolutely loved was I saw a documentary about you where your friends described you as magical. And um, I love that you've you've collaborated with some really like spiritual people like Wardruna. And yeah, and your lyrics are always very much in, in reference to sort of self-empowerment. Um, do you think you are a magical being? <laughs> um, yes, definitely. I feel like I am a magical being, but I don't think it's a special thing to be a magical being because I've met quite many of them myself. But yeah, I I think it's just a matter of how you think about yourself and how you choose to kind of live your life. Like my point is that I think anyone can be a magical being. Do you have a, a spiritual practice at all? It depends how you define it, but I do take a lot of time to kind of be conscious about myself and my place in the world and my connection with the world and my disconnection sometimes with the world and myself so like I'm very I'm very aware of a lot of things that makes me feel like I'm in a spiritual state of mind I meditate sometimes but I meditate very much in my own way I like to think a lot about my place here in this world if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Given that, that you're from Norway, particularly Bergen, do you feel connected to the sort of old Norse gods and goddesses? I am extremely inspired by Greek mythology and Roman mythology, which is basically the same. Norse mythology for me is sometimes a bit too rough, a bit too re- revolved around war and death <laughs> compared to Greek mythology and what I like about it is that um, we could relate so much to those gods and goddesses and I think we deserve to worship something we can see ourselves in so we can see perfection in them and then also succeed in seeing perfection in ourselves which can be very hard as a human being in this world. I really like Greek mythology not so much Norse mythology because they did so much bad things (laughs) But I like the female empowerment from the Viking era. The women were very strong and very, they had a lot of ruling power 
which is cool because it's like a thousand years ago. Yeah. What was it like um, collaborating with Wardruna, who were a large part of that soundtrack? Oh, it was amazing. Music is the biggest way I practice spirituality or like I, I get close to my spirituality. My biggest source of inspiration and spirituality comes from Mother Earth. And what I love about Wardruna is that I feel like their music is so connected to the world and to nature. So it felt very at home. We have our own culture, the Norwegian folk music included so much in the music, but also the spiritual connection between music and the world, if that makes sense. So I really loved it. It was a dream. And I would love to do more work with them because their music connects so much and so uh, obviously to nature, which I love. Yes, fantastic. I feel like your music, particularly your recent track, Cure For Me, and tracks like Queendom, you know, you're completely embodying what this podcast is about, which is a kind of divine feminine or goddess or queen energy, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so what does the, the queen mindset mean for you? Well, for me, it's a very strong symbol of all the things women before us have died for and fought for, all the little steps we've been able to take, but still we've come so far in our modern world and the world is today a better place for most women but definitely not all of us so obviously we have to keep fighting every day but for our divine femininity to be able to just soar and live and that we know for sure that we can be proud of it i think for me like the queen energy and the goddess energy and those words is being a feminist but with the kindness of a goddess it's not a hateful way of fighting for something if that makes sense i don't know if i'm saying it right but i feel like a queen would and a goddess would fight for her rights and she would keep her head high and she would shout out loud of the things she cares about but she would still take care of her people and still take care of her planet and her world and i love that idea about you know both being strong but also being like a mother to other people and other creatures at the same time. It's just so kind. It embodies so much for me, like the kindness, the softness, the hardness, and the power, everything. And I really love that. Amazing. Yeah, that's completely how I interpret it too. So she's both vulnerable, but also strong. She's motherly, fatherly, and it's also for, for all gender identities. Do you think that really resonates with your fans? You call them the... Um, warriors. Weirdos. Yeah, warriors and weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think so. Because I'm very vocal about my some of my uh, political views, especially within emotional uh, politics as equality or as the right to be who you are and all of that stuff. And um, I know that most of them agree with me. So it feels like we're an army of love that only kind of faces with love it's the only good way to ever win a war i think a spiritual and an emotional war like this it's very empowering i feel like i'm a part of a big beautiful army as well and I, i'm reminded every day of how much we can actually do how much human beings can accomplish when they stand together it's incredibly beautiful and it really emphasizes the importance of connection and community, I guess, because then we can do these great things together. It's um, 
it's beautiful. It is. I really feel like your fans, you know, the art that they make for you. Um, I know you're an artist as well. You're a painter, right? All of the art that they're, the, the fan art that they're creating for you. It's really interesting because I feel like there's a real rise in, on social media in embracing things like queen energy, goddess energy, you know, for, for everyone. And I feel like your fans are really part of that. Do you think that it's a potential solution to some toxic problems in the world? I think so too. That's the whole point of being a feminist because it's about equality, you know. And so many men and so many gender-fluid people are also affected by toxic masculinity because the world is demanding much more of people than they could ever be or give. They are demanding of us, you know, to be inhuman, to be cold, to hide our emotions, especially men who are extremely affected by it. And you can see it on the rates of what a gender is most affected by suicide. And it's it's clear that how much men are hurt by being told that they're not allowed to feel. So I feel like embracing this goddess energy, this softness, kindness, and this proof that you can be both really strong and vulnerable at the same time is a brilliant thing for all of us to learn more about so yes definitely i feel like you can make the world a better place for all of us and that's the whole point amazing yeah it was really interesting to hear that um when at the start of your career you you weren't you didn't love performing whereas every time i've seen you perform i'm just like wow she is connected with something <laughs> she is connected with the universe some sort of goddess and it is like a sacred practice, particularly how you use your voice. Did you have a, a spiritual shift which helped you embrace that? Yes. When I wasn't controlled by fear anymore, when my fear of being on the stage kind of stopped, because I've always been extremely emotional and, and vulnerable in my emotional side, I guess. You know, I've, I've been... Struggling to hide it from the world has always been a very obvious thing, which is sometimes, you know, fine and sometimes exhausting. But I remember the first year of me playing live was very affected by fear and by overflow of emotions. And it was like my body couldn't handle it. And I was kind of shaking and stimming a lot with my hands because it was just so overwhelming going through these emotions and singing this music in front of people who were also full of emotions and looking back at you and taking it in and returning it. It was, you know, it's, it's very intense <laughs> being on the stage like that. But when I wasn't scared anymore and I understood that I have room for all of these emotions and that I felt more like a vessel that the song went through, I feel like the music goes in my head and then out my mouth and out my fingers and I can kind of project it out onto the world. And once I kind of thought about the emotions, because it's all energy, I guess, you know, and once I thought about it like that, that it it's going just through me and then out. I don't need to stress about how to handle keeping it all in. I can just pass it on. And then I wasn't scared by of performing anymore and it all made sense and my voice I felt like it opened that I could do the kind of screaming that I do also in Frozen too that I do like I kind of 
singing style that I feel like women have done before me and men for like thousands of years. It feels very ancient, like a nature call. But yeah, I remember the, the shift, definitely. It was fear that kind of kept it uh, hidden, this true way of singing. Each week, I'll be bringing you Queen Core's very own Queen Scope. This will be discussing what's going on in the universe and what might affect you and your energy. This week, there is a beautiful new moon in my sign, Libra. This brings a lightness and a sociability to an otherwise heavy retrograde time. So embrace this and set your goals for the month ahead. Venus, the planet of love and romance, is still moving through nurturing Virgo, so be patient with someone you care about and this can pay off this week. However, as we're now in the shadow stage of Mercury retrograde, it may not be the best time to kick off a new relationship. Now back to my chat with Aurora. Do you ever sort of go out into the mountains in, in Norway and Bergen um, and, and just sing? Yeah, I do. It's been a long time since I've done it now. So that's a good a reminder. I should go back and return. <laughs> I belong so very well in the forest. I like the mountains too. They're powerful. They give some form of clarity. Or at least you feel like you have some clarity in the moment. And I guess being in nature... It offers you a chance to simply exist and just be without anything, anyone demanding anything of you, which is such a rare feeling to have, I think, in our current world. And I would recommend to all people to try to experience it more because it connects you with this beautiful thing that all the things that blinds us, that keeps us busy, this wheel of money and surviving the way we look, the depression and obsession with not being beautiful enough. And all of these things that I feel contributes to a lot of unhappiness, all of those things seem to just disappear when you're out in nature because money has no place there. Or the way, or, or this shell you're wearing, it doesn't have any importance. And I love experiencing that freedom that you can just be. And that gives me so much clarity. And singing in those places with this feeling gives me an emotion I can't even put into words. It's very nice. It feels a bit like being in love. I feel like I get butterflies in my belly. Even now, just talking about it. It's very nice. And it sparks my imagination and inner child. That's incredible. Who else do you think embodies the, the sort of divine feminine energy for you musically? I feel actually that Doja Cat is quite tapping into it. There is something absolutely divine um, and her concept of a planet her, which I really like, uh, is beautiful. And also she has this light in her. I don't know how to ex describe it, but I feel like her aura is, is very nice and light and, and joyful. Um, and she's very playful. She's very, or I feel that she's very in touch with her inner child. And I feel like that's much the same as being in touch with the, with the divine and goddess energy because it's, it's kind of just two sides of the same thing. And also women like Beyonce, we all know, is a goddess. She's a very, a very clear image of that, to me at least, and to many people, I think. Musically, 
I feel like Kate Bush is really in touch with things. And also Björk, obviously. And most, my biggest inspiration, the divine music that gives me the most inspiration in life, is all native music. And I hear so much, so much divine energy and spirituality in especially Native American music. It's the most beautiful music I've ever heard. And also like Inuit music, a lot of the different music coming from Africa. And it's so different from country to country. And some of them just hits my heart and spirit in a completely new way. And also like the Sami people, the indigenous people here in Norway, have a really special way of singing. They can do the nature call in a completely unique way. So I feel like all ancient, all native music does something special to me, which I feel harvests the most of this divine feminine goddess energy. Incredible, yeah. Um, were you trained to sing or is are you, are you a trained vocalist? No, I am not a trained vocalist. No, I don't know anything about anything. I, I've, I'm not even trained in music, <laughs> but I just know in my heart how to do it. I know I have a very healthy, at least, technique with my voice because I can sing for a thousand hours. I can sing a lot and I can shout a lot. I don't know why, but I feel like I just use my belly a lot. That's where the music comes from or that's where my voice comes from. My legs, my feet and then my belly. So it helps to be like barefoot quite a lot. And I think I can sing forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just sounds so connected. It's interesting that you said it comes from the belly because do you work with chakras at all? Do you believe in the chakra points? I believe in most things people have figured out within spiritual things or medicine or, you know, alternative medicine, as we call it here in the West. Um, but I don't know anything about chakras. But I know that they can get locked, that you can sometimes experience the chakras being blocked and that you have to kind of reopen them and figure out a way to open them up again so I do resonate a lot with that it's interesting because the stomach would be like like solar plexus the, the heart of compassion and I, I really feel that and especially on, on the new single cure for me what else do you like to do out with your music I know that you paint I paint a lot but I feel like it's the same thing I get very inspired when I write to also paint and I can often see that the music I'm currently making or the chapter or the album I'm currently in affects my paintings also a lot which is interesting I have three self-portraits lying um, in my painting room they are three self-portraits and you can see how my hair has changed and even the style of painting is very different and the use of colors which is interesting because I can really see not necessarily grown but at least I traveled through different energies and things. I like to read fantasy books and I like to drink tea and I love to drink wine. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and eat cheese is my favorite thing, especially during lockdown. Yeah. I become a very professional wine drinker. <laughs> but I think I think we all have and I don't think we should feel feel ashamed about it. It's beautiful. And it's there is something goddess like and divine about wine as well. It's very ancient. <laughs> And I love also watching movies. I feel like I can live a hundred lives in my 
own little lifetime. Have you got any recommendations? I love, I think it's Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. Oh my God, Practical Magic. Practical Magic, it's my favourite. It's my favourite movie in my life as well. And if you haven't watched it, anyone who might be listening, please go and watch it. It's beautiful and it's it's just about the thing we're talking about here. And also death-defying acts. It's also about kind of magic. Amazing. I feel like practical magic has never aged. The whole premise is still the same. If anything, it's more relevant now. It is more. I agree. They listen to their intuition, which I guess is much like, like your role in, in Frozen 2. It was the, the role of intuition, right? Is, would you agree with that? Yes, it was very much the role of intuition. I think I was supposed to be the nature cult coming from Elsa's mother, but also like Mother Earth, trying to connect her to whatever spiritual uh, path she really had, you know. She was not supposed to be just a normal queen. She was supposed to be like a spiritual guidance of some kind, a bridge between the spirits and the world, which is incredibly beautiful. I felt so honored. It's so nice of Disney to give me such a beautiful part that I resonate so much with. Amazing. Um, I mean, on the subject of gratitude, is is that something that, that you practice? Because certainly during lockdown, it's become like a daily practice for me every morning, three things that I'm grateful for. Is that something that, that you do? Most of the time in my life, I'm extremely connected to myself. I know exactly why I'm here, what I'm doing. I know what things to do to make me remind myself of who I am and what makes me feel in touch with my inner child, my magical side, and, and all of these things. But sometimes I lose touch. I remember I lost touch a long time ago at school because I felt different and not really accepted. Or I guess I was kind of accepted, but still I didn't feel at home and I felt extremely di- disconnected from the other kids. And I remember having a lot of issues with that. Then I started doing the, the list Back then, it was a big tool for me to remind myself of what I had in me, in, in my life, except for the other kids at school, a social a status of being accepted and being a part of something, which then I didn't have. It helped me a lot, this practice of gratitude and writing down every night the things you have that you are thankful for. And sometimes it was a cup of tea. It can be so small things, but it really helped me. And I've done it ever since whenever I'm losing connection to life enjoyment. Apathy is not a bad thing, but sometimes it scares me. So even just apathy or depression, then I do these things. So yeah, it's my favorite thing to do and my favorite tool for my mind to heal Amazing. Do you have a journal, like a gratitude journal? Yes, I have a gratitude a journal. And sometimes if I'm feeling extra witchy, I burn the, the pages during like a full moon or something. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel very in touch with something beautiful. Yeah. So for the, for the last section, I was just going to give you some, some names of people and just see if you think they are queen or goddess energy. So the first one is Grace Jones. Grace Jones is one of my favorite women that have ever existed. She's just 
amazing. And, and for me, she embodies so much of the strength a woman can have and the battle a woman can face, but also the victory and the empowerment. And she's art. She's like a walking piece of art. I've been very in tune with her lately. And my next album is somewhat inspired by her. So I have this speech at the end of the album that kind of thanks her for just existing. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Grace Jones is, is the queen. So next up, we've got Leonard Cohen. Oh, he has a lot of divine feminine energy as well. He, he, he's a god slash goddess. His words have touched me a hundred times a day <laughs> since I first was blessed with his voice at the age of six. I'm very inspired by him too. And when I grew up, we didn't have a radio so or like a TV. So I didn't discover any music, but we had records of Cohen in our house. He, for me, was what music was for a long time in my life. Him and Bob Dylan. I love Cohen. Amazing. Yeah, he's, he is. I think he's super connected in the way that he is able to deliver such a, a message through sometimes quite a sort of monotone is it definitely is quite god goddess yeah um so i've also got on the list britney spears well yes and also who am i to claim that anyone is not connected us you know but i feel like yes she is and she's had battles in her life she knows all the trials and victories about Whatever you have to, like, if you have to go through things before you can come a true goddess to know both the good and the bad and pain and victory and happiness, she's definitely it because she's been through so much. And she's a symbol for me personally, both how strong you sometimes have to be and how much ignorance and obstacles you can face in your life. But still, she kind of keeps fighting and she keeps standing up, you know, instead of just laying down in despair. I was thinking about the, the other day that I think the worst feeling you can ever feel is being completely helpless. When you feel like the power is not in your hands and the tools are not in your hands and you have no way of changing or helping yourself, I think that must be such a devastating horrible feeling that so many people are currently feeling in the world as well and she definitely knows this feeling it must be be heartbreaking i definitely think she's in touch she's a goddess to me at least i feel like she's a she's an example of the the suppression of of goddess yeah. energy but but she's fighting and i do i feel like we're at a time when when this energy is just rising and rising and rising and your fans are absolutely part of that movement yeah i cannot wait for the new album i really hope it comes out this year <laughs> i hope so too and it's fascinating because when i was asked to do this podcast with you guys and i saw the name and the concept it's like you're sent from some kind of goddess heaven to me because my album is extremely connected wow. to what we talked about today. And when you hear it, you know what I mean. You will all know what I mean when you all hear the album. Speaking to Aurora, I felt a deep connection with another woman in her power. 
Living Her Purpose, who is harnessing the power of simple daily things like writing down what you're grateful for in order to receive more of it from the abundance of the universe. She is completely herself and, like she says in her track, Cure For Me, she doesn't need to conform to the old school mould of women in pop music. She is who she is and it's wonderful. A connected, intuitive and spiritual being using these tools to enhance her life and her career. You can do this too by just tuning in to what's always been there. Next week, we will hear from artist manager, founder of Freelance Queens Collective and UK Music Futures chair, Amanda Maxwell. In the meantime, go seek out Queencore and connect with me on social media. You can find me at Queencore Pod on Twitter and Instagram and the Queencore Podcast on TikTok. I answer all comments, questions and DMs. It would be great to hear from as many of you as possible. The Queen Core podcast has been co-produced and presented by me, Carolyn King, co-produced and edited by Helena Rufai, with music by The Vantees.